You're listening to the Meaningful Minutes with Nikki Olson podcast. This is a show for busy Latter-day Saint women who want to learn simple tools to feel confident and inspired in 10 minutes or less. Welcome. On this episode, we will discuss how my meditation practice prepared me for an unexpected hospital stay. So if you don't follow me on Instagram or missed it, you may not know this, but I spent almost five days in the hospital at the end of February. And I'll give you a little recap of my crazy stay, and then I'm going to tell you how meditation was really a saving grace while I was there. So it was a Friday, and I was teaching my Removing Roadblocks weekly class. And towards the end of class, I started to feel kind of this cramping in my stomach, which is odd and different, but I didn't really think much of it. And then after class was over, I just went to take some ibuprofen. But when within that hour, I was in like 10 out of 10 pain. And I was begging my husband to come home from work to take me to the ER. I had never been in that much pain in my life. And I've given natural, unmedicated birth. (laughs) And it was worse than that. As I walked into the ER, one of my friends knew instantly what it was and rushed me in to lay down. And even before the doctor got to the hospital, she had him order pain meds and get a CT scan. And we very, very quickly found out that I had a kidney stone that was completely blocking my ureter. And I kept telling them it felt like my kidney was going to explode. Now, if you don't know, I live in a tiny town of like 3,000 people. And so this hospital can only do so much for you. And they kept telling me that if this kidney stone doesn't move, they're going to have to fly me out to a urologist and have emergency surgery. So in the meantime... They're pumping me full of every pain med they can. I start having these irregular heartbeats and it would go from like 50 to 100 beats per second, um, beats per minute, not per second. (laughs) And my heart really felt like it was going to pound out of my chest. So I was having this reaction to the pain meds. I was finally able to, I was so sick and just throwing up and finally I threw up enough times that it dislodged the kidney stone. And I felt like this immediate relief, like two out of 10 pain. And they were able to let me go home that night. Um, I hadn't passed the kidney stone, but um, the pain had significantly decreased. So Saturday I'm recovering. And then on Sunday, I started having a really high fever, these body aches and massive headache that I have never felt before. And I just knew I had an infection that had set in. Um, So I went back to the ER for some meds. After a round of IV antibiotics, they sent me home. And my fever had actually increased and my oxygen was dropping rapidly, but they just kept saying that the machine was broken. (laughs) And I was only home for a few hours before the fever was just too much to handle. And the Tylenol I was taking wasn't helping. And this time when I went back, they just admitted me. I had severe dehydration, an infection, and a fever that just wouldn't break. Um, I had that fever actually for the next three days, and it was really unbearable pain. And the only medicine that worked lasted three hours. And then I had to wait six hours to take that medicine again to keep the fever down. So after four days, 
Um, they had pumped me full of seven liters of fluid and I, with minimal of that fluid coming back out. <laughs> so I got a lot of water in my body, which resulted in water in my lungs and having to be placed on oxygen. And also the pain meds caused other issues I won't gross you out with. <laughs> and the antibiotics caused thrush in my mouth. So I had these burning sores that made it hard to eat. But after four days, they let me go home on oxygen and hopefully start releasing some of the water. And it took a few days, but I was able to get off the oxygen, start regaining my strength um, and release a lot of that water. And when I had a chance to really look back and reflect on the whole situation, I realized there were a few things that really helped me make it through that four day hospital stay. And these were things that I had been working on prior to going to the hospital. They were things that my brain and body just started doing because I was practicing them so much before that stay. I didn't really have to think about doing these things. So I want to share those things with you. The first thing that I had been practicing a lot before going to the hospital that ended up paying off for me is the ability to sit in stillness. Now, prior to going to the hospital, I had been putting together my meditation course, which required me to practice my meditations frequently. And I also really sit in stillness every morning while I ponder my prayers. This has been something that I have done for years. So when I was in the hospital, I had such a bad headache. I couldn't even listen to much or watch anything because it really hurt my head so bad. So I really sat in silence and stillness a lot. And I have to tell you, it really wasn't that bad. <laughs> the stillness and the quiet. Everyone kept asking me if I wanted to turn on the TV or, or listen to something and actually, the silence brought a lot of peace and perspective to the situation that could have created a lot of stress and anxiety. I love this quote from President Nelson that kind of sums up that. He said, quiet time is sacred time. Time that fulfills, will facilitate personal revelation and instill peace. And I truly felt that peace as I was able to sit in stillness and quiet without going stir crazy for four days. Now, this is a practice you can't just say you want to do and sit in silence and stillness for a long period of time. You really have to work your way up to longer amounts of time, and that will help you feel more successful and not want to throw in the towel when you try to do it. President Nelson has really encouraged us to work on this skill of stillness. He said commotion in the world will continue to increase in contrast, the voice of the Lord is not a voice of great tumultuous noise, but it's a still voice of perfect mildness, like a whisper, and it pierces even to the very soul. In order to hear this still voice, you too must be still. This is the reason I have been practicing stillness so much prior to this hospital stay. Daily revelation is so important to me. And when I don't get the chance to have stillness in my life, I really miss it. I can really testify that the work that I have put in learning to sit in stillness and silence has helped me to know where my time is really best spent, how I can help others and really receive the energy from Christ's enabling power to accomplish all that God wants me to accomplish. 
Okay, the second thing I had been working on prior to the hospital that really helped me was learning a specific breathing technique called resistance breathing. Now, resistance breathing activates the parasympathetic nervous system by creating these coherent heart rhythms in your body. So when you don't have coherent heart rhythms, the sympathetic nervous system switches on and your survival brain uh, gets your heart racing, anxiety gets going, and your brain is really ruminating on the dangers so that you can escape which is really helpful if you're being if you're in danger and being chased by a lion. <laughs> but in this situation in the hospital, the doctors did not need me in this state. They needed me in more of a calm state where my heart rhythms were stable. My brain was not thinking of worst case scenarios and my anxiety was not pumping pain meds out of my system too fast. When I was able to use resistance breathing technique, I accessed improved perceptiveness problem-solving, and decision-making. I was able to clearly communicate to the doctors and understand what was happening and clearly see the next steps that needed to happen. Also, having this sympathetic nervous system um, going is what makes your brain store fear memories and avoid situations like that in the future. So staying out of this sympathetic nervous system allowed me to not store these memories from the hospital as traumatic memories and just as memories. So this is helping me be able to move forward easier when I recover so that I'm not stuck in these trauma memories of the hospital. As I was using this type of resistance breathing in the hospital, I can feel that peace wash over me and that clarity of the situation just appeared and the ability to know what I needed to do next came into focus. Then the last thing that I really worked on prior to the hospital stay that sustained me was having specific meditation prompts. I would access these prompts in the moment to reconnect me with my true divine self and receive the revelation that I needed for that moment. In my meditation course, I've created specific prompts for each meditation that you can recall in the moment to access the revelation you need for that moment. So since I had just finished recording and started to work on listening to all of them to recall in the moment, I had these prompts come to my mind without even thinking about them. It really was amazing how each time I was doing my resistance breathing in the moment while sitting in stillness, these prompts would come clearly to my mind. They were exactly what I needed to hear and allowed me to hear the still small voice in that moment. Now, these aren't just mantras. These are specific prompts that bring back to your remembrance the entire state of the meditation you were in previously. I didn't have to listen to the 20 minute meditation to recall that feeling and the connection that it created. I could start my breathing and recall a prompt and be right back in that connected meditative state that I had before. And I'm really grateful for all of all three of these skills, stillness, resistance breathing, and meditation prompts that God helped me develop and prepare before this hospital stay. So if you're interested in learning these skills too, I'm going to be releasing my Clarity in the Chaos course next week to anyone on the wait list. So You're going to learn a variety of 20 different revelation meditations to connect to a power beyond your own that facilitates clarity in your thoughts 
to stop getting distracted and be guided in what matters most important and what's most important so you can feel at peace with the things that didn't get checked off your list. You'll also learn to facilitate, these meditations will help you facilitate receiving the still small voice to be a vessel for the Savior and have confidence that you're receiving the exact answer to help in every situation. And finally, these meditations will facilitate you yoking to the Savior's enabling power to increase your mental and physical stamina so that you can get more done than you could ever do on your own. So if this is something that you would benefit from in your life, click the link in my show notes and get on the wait list to be notified when it opens next week. All right, I'll see you next week. I hope these minutes you spent with me were meaningful, helped you feel inspired and more confident. If you liked today's episode, check out the show notes for links to other episodes you might like too. And while you're there, in my show notes, look for the links to my website, social media, and free handouts for remembering how to implement the skills. Thank you for listening to the Meaningful Minutes podcast with Nikki Olson. 